Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today I want to talk about British Petroleum, ticker symbol BP. I'm going to go over my DCF model. I'm going to talk about some of the challenges they're facing and some of the things that you need to think about as an investor. As oil prices remain relatively turbulent, we're about $100 a barrel. Where are they going to go up in the short term and where do we think they're going to be and where is demand for oil going to be moving forward? So we're going to talk about a lot of things as we go through our DCF model. So stick around. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Now to your content. All right, jumping into my DCF model for the British Petroleum. So um, here's the number that you're going to want to stare at. Um, one of the things I had challenged with most of the oil companies that I've been doing a stock analysis on is the net debt. Now, they carry a large net debt. Again, a large percentage of their assets are going to be um, the, the drilling material, you know, all the stuff that they actually use and the, the assets that they contain. But those don't really show up on a net debt calculation. So it really does look bad when you go down here and take an enterprise value and take away $54 billion from it and you end up with 20. So um, it really does take a huge impact. So in order to combat that, I've just been zeroing these fields out um, on these calculations. Um, if you have a better way, let me know, but that's that's the way I've been combating it um, for now. Um, I'll figure out a better way to do it in the future. So talk about some of the other inputs and other areas of consideration here is for the current shares outstanding, have that 3.3 billion roughly. Um, growth rate for 2022, I have it 30%. I have them growing at 0% next year in 2023 tapering off 5%, 5%, 5%, and then growing in perpetuity at 3% with the discount rate at uh, 11%. I have their EBITDA multiple at 10. That's, I think, I'm not going to change that here in this, this calculation. Let's talk about some of the other inputs that affect this valuation pretty heavily. So first one is EBITDA, and the second one is the free cash flow. So the way I look at these things moving forward is I'd like to see a trend in what their EBITDA was uh, you know, going over the last 10 years, seven, eight years, um, and then free cash flow as well. So one way I like to do that is look at the margin. Um, when I'm looking at the margin over the last year, I can see that it was trending up from eight up to 10, kind of got to 11. Um, <clears throat> so the thing I would say here on the EBITDA margin, think 10 is probably pretty solid. You could argue a little bit higher here, maybe 12, maybe 12. So I'll go ahead and change that here if you wanna look at it. Oops, um, oopsies, 12, 12, 12, 12. And that basically moves your EBITDA multiple up to $33 a share. Now, is that going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. But I think that is um, a likely scenario. But to be conservative, I'm going to leave it at 10%, drops it down to 27. Now, the other thing on the free cash flow margin here, you can see this is incredibly inconsistent, very difficult to come up with any number. So I think 4% is going to be kind of um, not even the average, if you will. I think um, take the average of this, and I doubt it's 4%. It's 2%, right? So, um, you know, we do have some outliers here. We have some negatives. Um, and even this 8% is probably considered an outlier. So, um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty, pretty rough here if you're trying to find um, a high free cash flow. So my, my challenge here with this, with this stock is that free cash flow is uh, pretty much kind of a 
fleeting in this in this sense. So um, I'll just leave that there and say this is a the a wild wild guess. Okay. Um, but educated in that way. So, you know, 2% is the average, but 4% is what we're planning here. And you can consider that conservative, if you will. It's less than the last three-year average. Um, so, other than that, thing about this is that, okay, now let's talk about some of the non-number things that British Petroleum is doing. I think while it was good, I guess, as, as far as a a sign, a token, all the other companies did it as well. I don't believe it was good long-term business for these oil companies to sell their Russian assets. It was a large percentage of British Petroleum's um, revenue. So I, I, I didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with anyone doing it. Exxon, Shell, um, Chevron. I, I didn't agree with any of them doing it, um, mainly because I do believe that when you have companies tied internationally it creates stability and world peace in the long run and you saw all these companies mcdonald's starbucks all these guys pull out of russia and it creates a void um, and then they just took over the companies and it's basically like they got assets for free and it creates instability in the region um, and while if you just had the assets if you just had those people remain in there at least creates that economic um economic reason why you should stay friends. And so outside of just the numbers, they shouldn't have sold those assets. That's my opinion. Probably unpopular, but that's my opinion. And I believe that with all the other companies that pulled out of Russia, I thought it was um, not good for the long-term benefit of the world in general. Um, now I'm off my soapbox. Going back to British Petroleum, they have been selling a lot of oil assets and moving into renewables. I do not agree with this strategy. I think it's bullish. Um, another thing with British Petroleum, they are in the EU. They want to get rid of, I think by 2035, they want to get rid of all, um, you know, all new vehicles will not be uh, made with combustion, combustion engines, won't be using oil anymore. They'll need to be using renewable, well, I don't know, need to be electric, I guess. Um, I should say need to be using renewable energy, but that's probably not realistic, but they probably will be electric um, by 2035. So that will have a big um, impact on all oil companies, but specifically British Petroleum. Another thing that happened specific to British Petroleum is that they um, exercised windfall tax in that region. So they will also be a part of taking a little bit of a hit for that. Um, overall, you know, the long-term trend for British Petroleum doesn't look good with the way demand is gonna be going over the next, let's say two decades. <clears throat> and then, the other way is from a supply perspective, they're not really putting a ton into capital expenditures, which I think is totally appropriate at this point. You don't really know. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, legislation is very combative to, you know, pumping more oil. There's a, and then, and then the second thing, which I think is in their control, which is just really silly and sad to see is that British Petroleum is acting more like an ESG company. They're not really acting like an oil company, which is which is why a lot of people have left them. Um, um, they're, they're really prioritizing things that have nothing to do with oil. And, and maybe that will let them be there at the end of the day. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure. But British Petroleum is going to have a few, if not many, probably a decade or more of, of turbulence, in, in my opinion. So 
I don't believe British Petroleum is a long-term hold. I've never been a long-term holder on um, British Petroleum. I do believe in the short term, and this is the, the critical part here, is that oil will rebound at least shortly, maybe up to $120 a share, maybe up to $140, I'm sorry, not $140 a share, up to $120 a barrel, maybe up to $140. Possibly higher, but more likely, I think $120 is likely. I think some of the recent things globally that are happening to reduce a little bit of supply, but also increase a little bit of the demand artificially is going to you know, snap back and I think it's going to come. Now, there's a lot of talks about recession, decreasing demand for oil. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's just my opinion. I do think in the short term, next two to three months, we are gonna see oil jump back into the $120 range. I think at that point, it may be a good opportunity to sell British Petroleum, as I don't believe 2023 and 20 through 2026 is really going to be some prime years for them. Um, we're going to need to really see some turnaround or um, some real proof that the investments that they're making on the ESG side is actually going to turn off profitable. Other than that, it um, seems to be a big waste of money. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing, like the video. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.